Welcome back to the Degenerated Podcast. So, things are a little different since our last episode. Uh, the NHL, they've ceased their operations. Uh, businesses across the world have been shuttered. And now we're supposed to stay six feet away from people, which is just causing some problems all over the place. It's a new world, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so I thought it was time to connect with and bring on an original member of the Fantasy Hockey League. Uh, and the person that coined the term, Richmond Degenerates. Ladies and gentlemen, the Degenerated Podcast is proud to welcome Mr. Simon Lawrence. Hello, Simon. Yeah, hi, Michael. There you go. Great, great. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Good. Yeah, happy Earth Day. Earth happy Day. Earth Day, yes. Mother Earth. Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. Just had Instagrams getting flooded with people... With people uh, posting pictures of their travel pics of their beautiful hikes and things like that. So, yeah, happy Earth yeah. Day. Is it the anniversary? Do they celebrate it on this day because it's the first time that they ever saw the photo from space? Is that true? Um, yeah, where the Apollo orbiter kind of came up over the moon. Yeah, the first, like, yes. visual. It is, as a matter of fact. And I, it's funny, though, I only learned that this morning because I was listening to... Uh, Tyson Neil deGrasse. Is that, his, is that the right order of his name? So no, it's sure. not. Met, you got them all correct, uh, but you switched it. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson, I think. Neil deGrasse Tyson, yes. Yes. Uh, never trust a man with three first names. Never. Right, so. <laughs> Especially um, that crazy Yeah, I actually there. heard that this morning for the first time, but yes, you're correct. Huh. I didn't, I, I didn't know for sure, but I saw it was, I think, the 50th anniversary or like the 60th anniversary, whatever it was. I did the math, and I was like, that's probably around the time where they... We're up in space for the first time, but yeah. Huh. yeah. Yeah, happy Earth Day. So like a classic, classic when you talk to people on the phone or, so how are you do? How are you holding up? How are you managing? Nah, I, I, I stopped that a few weeks ago. Yeah, you did. That. Like, you're the email is like, stay safe. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, well, how are you holding up? That's, that's what that, that I am genuinely interested. I want to talk about <laughs> The virus. The people, <laughs> okay. people want to know. The people, people want to know. know. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Hanging in there, man. I'm uh, pretty fortunate that I'm still able to uh, to have a little bit of work on the go and keeps me uh, keeps me busy. I'm a little bit like kind of like become a bit of a stay at home dad. Margarita's full time, and I'm not really needed full time. So um, yeah, so I'm kind of taking care of Ava a little bit more, and. Uh, yeah, but I still get a couple of days a week where I get to uh, head out into the office and or some of the bars and hang out, which is where I am now. I'm actually at Colony Granville as we speak, sitting at the bar by myself. Colony Granville. What's the max capacity mm-hmm. of that place? Uh, legally or how many have we had in here? <laughs> uh, let's just, yeah, let's keep it the, the the legal one for now and then we can all extrapolate. the Four, 417. 417, and you're the only one there. Yeah. Fully stocked car. Jeez. No. Oh, the stock is. Yes. Only a draft can be draft. So uh, uh-huh. the, the cans, the cans and uh, bottles are going down. I got. I, I, I hit a couple bottles of Jameson in the fridge. So that's really the only spirit. The rest of the spirits are kind of hidden away. But uh, yeah, I'm having a uh, Jameson and Jameson as we speak. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Nice Irish combo there. Um, so yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, Let's hear, like, a, what's a typical day in the life of uh, quarantine Simon? 
Um, the day in the life. So, I mean, yeah, like I said, most of the, we, we still are able to kind of keep like a, a fairly like normal Monday to Friday kind of routine. Like our Saturday Sundays are still kind of, we're both not working, Marguerite and I, and so we try and do something with Ava, go for a ride, yeah. you know, go for a drive, or go to another park that we normally wouldn't go to. Um, but during the, during the week, like if I'm with Ava, um, you know, we go out once in the morning, once in the afternoon. Um, I, I try and go for a run in the morning. I got back to running. Obviously, with no gyms available. Uh, yeah. So I usually go for a run in the morning, and then I'll take Ava out um, on her bike. We kind of hang out in parking lots a lot. Oh. Which is kind of weird. But I've heard, I see a lot of people doing that because, like, we're kind of riding bikes. I just thought Ava had to ride a bike yesterday. Oh, wow. Um, so things like that. So we're kind of just hang out in parking lots, you know, just to kind of really just get Ava some exercise. And then she kind of watches a lot of TV. I'm doing a boatload of cooking like you should see the stuff that i'm preparing it just really good bu- like busting out those old like red seal skills yeah we're just trying new things like i started buying ingredients i never bought and just trying them out and that sort of thing so yeah and then i i do i do like the majority of the cooking at the house um and yeah Marjorie goes to the office three days a week uh and i usually go and watch one and a half days and uh and yeah that's it gotcha Gotcha. Uh-huh. So yeah, you taught Ava how to ride a bike in one day, or was that how? How'd you pull that off? Uh, well, she. Well, I mean, we took the took the training wheels off. She had a she had a bike with training wheels for, for since Christmas. Yep. Um. And uh. And yeah, we she had a balance bike. We were kind of going back and forth between training wheels and balance bike. But it got to the point where it's like, you know what? You might as well just learn. You know, no yeah. point keeping the training wheels on because they just get used to the training. Right, and then then what? Then you just because training wheels you can just stop on the bike and you can still stay upright. You yeah. can learn that you got to keep going forward and whatever. It gives you a little yeah. false sense of security. Yeah, eventually the training wheels have got to come off for everyone. You know, mm-hmm. God, yeah, literally and figuratively. Does does Ava uh, understand that the, like the like quarantine or social distancing or? Uh, yeah, she's good. She's almost five, so she she gets staying away from people. She understands that things aren't normal because of the coronavirus. She's always like, oh, after the coronavirus, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I'll say that in public. Like, would, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, she's good. She's, she's also at the age where, like, you know, she goes, goes to preschool. She has friends at preschool, but she's not, like, really, really missing the friends. So mm-hmm. I think she's okay with us, you know, like, just the two of us. Yeah. You know, because I think, like, if, you're, if your kids are, like, six or seven, then they're kind of like, a little bit more rebellious, you know, like, fuck, I'm sick of mom and dad. I want to, where's my, where's my friend? Where's Susie? Yeah. Right. Like, but now like we, I asked, I asked her, like, you miss your friends? She's like, no, I like it with mommy and daddy. So I think she just kind of really likes the extra time. She gets more like TV, more treats. You know what I mean? Like at school, like they're kind of probably a little more regimented than we are at home. Right. So she gets to kind of, she loves it. She's on like, yeah, summer vacation. basically. Right? I was going to say, yeah, it, so, sounds, it sounds like summer vacation. Yeah. She's got. The, yeah, she's loving it. Do you, do you, do you have her doing like? Uh, did you guys do any sort of homeschooling with her, or did you anything like that? You know what? Yeah, I, I think yes, yeah, so a little bit. We've done more than we usually would. We probably haven't done enough. Like she's going to kindergarten in September. Yeah. So we're trying to kind of get her to start reading and that sort of thing. So she's kind of half doing it. We should probably do more, but um, but it's more fun riding bikes. Yeah, teaching, teaching letters and shit, right? You know, you know all about that. Oh fuck yeah! Just go. <laughs> hit, it's like Ava. We could read, or we could go hit the parking lots. 
and we'll bring <laughs> we'll bring a bowl of Easter candy with us. Do you want to do that? <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, a, that's a no brainer. Yeah, <laughs> that's a no brainer. Do you have any? Uh, yeah. Do you have any? Um, I thought with uh, with our listenership, a lot of the guys have uh, little ones. Um, do you have any sort of COVID parenting hacks that, that aside from bribing your your child with uh, Easter egg treats? <laughs> yeah, there's been lots of uh, lots of bribery is good. Uh, the trick is, I think, to keep keep up to date with your spouse or significant other about what they're using to bribe. Because uh-huh. now it's like it's gotten to the point where, like, every time we go out for a walk, I gotta like bring a freezy because Margarita started that. Which is kind of, you know, so I think you got to really like set those guidelines. Because, like, I don't want to have to take a free jet every time we go for a walk, right? No, you don't want to do that. That's a bit unreasonable, right? Yeah. <laughs> except, except I did buy the Pedialyte. This might be a good hack. I bought the Pedialyte freezies. So they're kind of like, it's kind of like a, mm. uh, you know, it's a hydrating yeah, freezy all... that probably, it's not like a lot of sugar. It's kind of like salty. You know, it's like a Gatorade freezy. So, so, uh, so, so that's nice. so, there you go. Pedialyte freezies, gentlemen. And bribery. So, but, but then, oh, but then you do it with the Pedialyte ones and then you feel less guilty because they get the electrolytes and less sugar. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easier to be like, all right, Hey, uh, you know, let's turn the show off. We're going out for a walk with the, with the sugar freezy. And they're like, okay, no, like, okay, no problem. I know. We'll, we'll have to go. Right. So sweat. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I do feel like a bit of a shorter cook with her, though, because, like, she's obviously not at the point where she can, like, you know, make scrambled eggs or reach anything in the cupboard, right? So, like, kind of every time she wants something, like, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm hungry. Like, you know, and you just you got to cook it or grab it or, yeah, nonstop. It's do nonstop. You, do, like, after you get her played up, like, as fast as you can, do you hit the bell? Do you have a bell, like, a shorter <laughs> cook? Like, she just comes Pick it up. <laughs> Pick it up. Pick up. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that, that that you're going for for runs. I know you like to stay fit and active. What's uh, what's the yeah. workout routine sort of been into or, or been like? Uh, sorry, workout routine? Yeah, like you got. Yeah, I got a few. I got a few runs around my place. I'm, I'm like I, you know, I used to run way more. I kind of gave it up because my old shit knees, right? But um, you know, I'm I'm at about 120 kilometers this month so far. I'll probably get close to 200. So I kind of doing like anywhere between five and 10 kilometers a day. And then when I'm doing like a short day, mm-hmm. I come home and try and do like, I don't know. You know, actually funny enough. Mm. Um, I, I kind of have some Twitter followers that are doing some pretty good stuff in, in terms of workouts. Um, Brooks like is a fucking beast. Uh-huh. Who has some awesome. he, he has some crazy workouts. He's in crazy good shape. Gary Roberts, obviously is like notorious. Zero. Health freak. Yeah. Um, he, I kind of, I followed, I kind of did start doing some of their kind of stuff. Obviously it's all body weight stuff. They're doing stuff from home to 10 to 15 minutes as well. Right. So if you do like a short run, you know, to warm up, even like a few kilometers, three or four kilometers, 15, 20 minutes, warm up, come yeah. home and then do like a 15 minute Gary Roberts workout. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, a lot of push-ups, a lot set. of fucking, I might take, yeah, that. a lot of body weight shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might start to do that. I've, uh, I've got like um, I've got a new one that I started to do. I'm looking around like it'll help me describe it. Uh, but like you know, uh, like reusable um, grocery bags, they're like a little more sturdy and stuff. Yeah. So I put uh, two cases of of uh, bubblies in in each one, and then and then I can you can sort of do like uh, curls, shoulder press a little bit, squats. Um, Squats, lunges, 
lunges. The lunges are hard because they hang low. Uh, you know. But, you know, you know. but it's kind of a good uh, convenient way to get a little bit of weight because sometimes it's a little bit frustrating just using body weight all the time. But Yeah. Well, I, I, do, I do lunges with Ava. Holding Ava, she's like thirty pounds. She'll have to get. I called her like in a in a fireman carry or something. Oh, and then that way it's like a, mm-hmm. a again like a little daddy daughter time, and you get mm-hmm. some fitness in two birds with one stone. I like that. Yeah, God, but mm-hmm. I, I'm sure all our listeners are frantically taking notes as they want to be able to edit edit that last one back until when you ask about daddy hacks. Put that one back there. Yeah, that's a daddy hack. Yeah, we'll get that one yeah, back. Daddy hacks. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, they'll do that. Um. Any like uh, any extra treats? We do have we do have a, a, a question from uh, Derek Bloomfield. I guess well, I'll just ask it. Ask his question. So he wants to know. Uh, Derek wants to know how many milligrams of gummies do you per, uh, consume per day? And, uh, and and then I added this one. And like, when do you usually start? When do you usually have your first one? Um, okay, so. I'm not I'm not going to send over this link to Margarita, right? It's up to you. Well, okay. So I think there's there's a little bit of misconception out there with the edible world is because we like when there was that like kind of gray period before everything kind of came legal. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, there was a lot of gummies on the market, and then when everything came legal, they hadn't made edibles legal yet, right? And then only edibles came in I don't know September or November. Whatever, end of last year. Yeah. So then they started, now when they started making edibles, they only were making like gel, soft gels, like kind of like, like an Advil, right? Yeah. With, with THC and CBD, different combinations. So, you know, before, when I had, I had, I had right before I knew they were going to um, put, put the kibosh on all the gummy edibles, which I think might still come back, but anyway, that's a side note. Um, mm-hmm. I was eating like, like around 10 milligrams uh, kind of at a time yeah. of the gummies, but if, if you were, I think if you were trying to do 10 milligrams of like legal federal government, that's the maximum they're allowed to sell you in one time kind of thing. In one like, in, Don't. You know I mean? so it's like, I think the new purified versions are way better. So I think and it's way more like consistent. So I think it's, it's kind of a hard question because again, like I was probably doing between like 10 and 20 milligrams and of like the old gummies. But now with the soft gels, I kind of, I have like a few different combinations. I have like a two milligram one. I have a four milligram one. I have like a, a two and two CBD, which I really like. Mm. And I usually do like early afternoon, I'll have um, like a two milligram THC sativa and a two milligram CBD in the early afternoon. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I'll stack that with another two or like another, the same one, or then I have like another four or five. So Short short answer, probably between like two and six every day, and I usually smoke one three or four times a week. And I also have like a like a shatter pen that I can smoke. Uh, um, you are like shatter. Oh yeah, out of a pen, like yeah. a one hitter kind of with shatter, and I kind of do that. In, I can do that in my bathroom with the pen on. So. I like your secret drug habits that, that you got. I, I'm also uh, consuming quite a bit of, uh, of edibles that uh, Chelsea doesn't really, I don't really advertise that I'm chomping them back. She has no idea about how that stuff works. Yeah, that's the whole, that's the whole point of edibles, isn't it? So they don't smell. Yeah, they're, they're perfect. 
They're they're really yeah. uh, they're really quite good. I uh, I, I, had, I had mini free cups. You're on those block ones, right? I saw you posted them, right? The twisted extract block ones, where mm-hmm. there's like it looks like a Lego piece basically. Yes, but that but they stopped yes. they stopped selling those, so I moved on to a different right. one. They're called like Buddha. Exactly. Buddha. So I actually have stopped. I stockpiled probably around fifty of those blocks in my desk drawer, leading up until the end of when kind of like a. Everything kind of went legal. So I, used, I was eating those like fucking hotcakes before. Yeah. Delicious. They're kind of tasty. And they're good. And they're good. I, I thought about that too. Like, they, like I actually like the ones I'm eating now are like five cent candies from Seven Eleven. Like, yeah. I'm like these are. I know I'm not like drinking as much because like it, that's kind of my my uh, my trade off. I'm like, okay, I, I won't <laughs> drink during the week, but I'll consume <sighs> a, a shit ton of uh, these edibles. And then uh, yeah. And then, uh, and, but then I'm like, as I'm eating them, I'm like, how much sugar am I having? Maybe this isn't good for them. <laughs> my, my candy consumption is going up, but you know, it's a delivery system and, and that's what you got to do. So yeah, yeah. maybe just a couple yeah, more, yeah. uh, Gary Roberts workouts for me to offset. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, so, so yeah, so with, with COVID, um, like, I, does Blueprint have any bars open, and and like, how do you think that that'll affect not just not just Blueprint, but the sort of restaurant industry in general after things start to get back to normal a little bit? Yeah, well, interesting enough, there was actually like a there's a, a conference call today with the BCRFA, British Columbia Restaurant Food Association. Oh. Some other stakeholders today with Bonnie Henry, um, and some stuff kind of came out of it today. We uh, we actually have, we still have two liquor stores open. Oh yeah, across town and Burrard, there must be a bar. So, yeah, they're definitely up. Um, yeah, definitely up. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I, there's a lot of a, a lot of stuff that kind of come out today, and um, and the other thing too is they kind of started to reopen in Asia, like China, mm-hmm. uh, Hong Kong, uh, Korea restaurants and stuff have kind of started to reopen there. Uh, and I think they're using a lot of the, the stuff that they're used that they've started doing there. Okay. Uh, that was kind of on the list today that kind of had come out. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, I mean, it's kind of common sense now almost, you know, but it's like, I think it's still going to be 50 people max when we first open. Um, you'll probably end up having to like, block off tables. You'll have to be able to, you know, like every other table will get sat kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but they're, but there's all, they're also, they also talked a little bit about like you have, you know, as managers um, and owners, you'll have to have like uh, thermometers to check employees when they come in. You'll have to offer um, a place where employees can change their clothes when they come to work. Oh, interesting. Uh, things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think at the end of the day, too, it's like, I mean, the the bigger restaurant, maybe more organized bars and restaurants will kind of, like, consumers are going to look for that, right? So it's kind of like you, you know, you consumer confidence at that point, right? So yeah. and you're going to have to show that you're doing some stuff, you know, like more hand sanitizer stations and, and that sort of thing. But I, I, I do think that it's going to kind of slowly ramp up. Because I think what's going to happen is they're going to say, okay, you're going to have 50 people in your places, um, you know, with the, the separation details, extra cleaning, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and it'll be like, okay, go. And then they'll just keep reevaluating it. And then maybe in three or four weeks after that, it'll be like, okay, now it's 200 people or 
full capacity or anything under 100 to be full or, mm. you know, so it'll slowly ramp up. Yeah. Um, but I think it will be really, really interesting to see, like, you know, how people's reactions are to that, you know, because I think there's, like, a sentiment right now, you see on social media, Instagram, like, memes, like, oh, as soon as this is over, like, yeah. we're going to go fucking blow our brains out. But, like, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not not so convinced of that for, obviously, you know, people are still going to be cautious. Yes. A, and B, people are, you know, I don't know, whatever percentage of the workforce is, you know, 70-some-odd percent of people have been affected in some way, salary-wise, salary totally i think you're right i think that like yeah you it, there, there's a general like hey can't wait to get back and see it and see everyone and have a pint at the bar and and mm-hmm. it's like gonna and, and like in and even in my own personal like vision, yes, that that will be fantastic, and I look and mm-hmm. I look forward to that day. But I think that there's going to be like um, people are going to get a little more used to not going out, and then either yes. like dr- drinking at home or cooking or like whatever it is that it's just going to become a little more part of their routine. And then like yeah. like maybe if they went out for to a restaurant once a week before then it'll become mm-hmm. like maybe a once a month thing maybe or like yeah it, sure. yeah it's but i think and yeah and i think it'll be slow but then i mean god it'll be nice when it eventually all gets back to normal yeah but i, I mean like i i, I kind of miss what i miss more is like having people over going to my parents for dinner like going to my, hang out with my other family you know my family my extended family you know so like mm-hmm. going to their homes and stuff would be like a treat at this point you know yes. what i mean like like i don't you know i don't you know i don't know totally. i don't need to necessarily go out and have you know if i was gonna have a birthday party you know my birthday is in the end of october and everything gets lifted by then like you know like i'd rather just have everyone over my house and you know like right. that sort of thing and you know i'm not really you know the first move would be maybe going out and i mean there's also like some stuff that's kind of maybe getting ingrained in people, like in terms of, I don't know, I watch movies now, watch the Jordan documentary, whatever, and yeah. it's funny, I'll sit, sit on the couch at night, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get, I'll see like, Jordan shake somebody's hand or give someone like a dap, you know, like uh-huh. big handshake, big hug, and I kind of get like freaked out. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. you can't do that. And I'm like, you know, for a second, right? Maybe it's the edibles, but, uh, you know, it's like, I kind of, for a second, they're like, oh my God, you can't do that. But, you know, like, Michael, no. So, so, yeah, right? Like, am I going to be, like, playing Frogger on the sidewalk for six months after this is over? Like, maybe, you know, because I'm just, like, built into my... Yeah, I think right? that'll... It's in my head now, you know? Yeah, like, so, I don't know, like, if I'm at the bar, like, am I going to be like, oh, cool, Colony's got 600 people in it, you know, it feels nice. Yeah, and you know, like, but it's gonna be like shoulder to shoulder. Like, that's, it's gonna feel weird for the first little bit. Oh, but I think it'll, it'll take a while weird. for people to warm up. You know. Yes, like we've been. Yeah, you. I think that we've conditioned ourselves to be socially distant, at least the six feet thing. Well, it, yeah, it's only been five weeks, bro. What if it's another like five or ten weeks? Like, you know, exactly. Like, who knows? Exactly. Right? I, mm-hmm. I was thinking about like, uh, not that I sort of have done this in a long time, but like, well, mm-hmm. you're. Right where you're sitting right now, that dance floor, Caprice nightclub, you know, like oh boy, like, right, like uh, Clarky knows that 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 place quite well. Uh, but like the <laughs> idea of like 
kids or, or or anyone like a guy approaching a girl and like up at a nightclub and kind of like yeah you kind of got to get up in their space because of the sound so it's yeah like, so how is that how are those gonna ever happen yeah then? so i was i was i was i came down here on the saturday before everything went sideways saturday we had already been given a 250 person this is like i don't know the 14th of march probably saturday or something and we closed on the Monday. And I remember coming down on the Saturday. I knew we were at 250 cap. And I was like, you know what, Margarita, I got to go down. I know it's a little bit weird sideways, but I mean, I go show face. Like, we're, I'm making the employees come in. I'm just going to go down. And I hang out for a bit and I have a drink, walk around, so you know, say hi to some people. Yeah. And I remember I, I was talking to, uh, you know, people kind of got close. And, you know, I, knew, I mean, obviously, there's still at this point, like, you know, it was, it was a big deal, but it wasn't like everything's going to get shut big deal. Because at that point, every day was like, it was like exponential, the, the changes, you know what I mean? It was like, totally. Oh, we're going to be okay. For and it was like every day, like, Nope, Nope, Nope. And I remember being in here and, you know, I think I was probably, I'm probably a little more attuned to it than, you know, the average mid twenties person that was in colony that night on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was a really good night. It was fun. People were bouncing around talking to some people and no word of a lie. I, I, two people spat in my face. Like, not intentionally, like, you know what I mean? Like, they were just close talking, and I felt saliva hit my face. And, you know, like, that must happen every night I go out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was just so, like... You're hyper-aware now. Yeah, hyper-aware, right? So think about that. Like, that was, uh-huh. you know... And obviously, that's the reason why we're shut, because like, I looked around, and guys were picking up chicks. Like, can you imagine pick, going on a one-night stand two nights before the fucking world shut down? Like, yeah. It's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. One-night stands are going to take a major hit. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the true sad part about this whole thing is the yeah. Um yeah, what about uh Colony and Steveston in, in in Richmond there? Are you guys still building there? Or yeah, yeah. we're still kinda of working on some stuff with the landlord. It's a little bit more up in the air at this point because I think there's gonna need to be some a bit more, I just time timeline wise, a little bit more conception. So it's kind of gotten a little bit back to the drawing board, but um, I mean everything's still in place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah. So that's all I can really say about that at this point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, top secret. I know. I'll top keep you guys in the loop. <laughs> yeah. You guys will be the first ones I'll tell, because you guys will be the Richmond generous might be ten uh, percent of the ten uh, percent of the revenue for the first yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. A lot of teaching guys out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got JY and Josh and uh, uh, Burke in the neighborhood, JLE too, Scott McGregor, yeah, DB. Um, yeah, uh, okay, well, well, um, do, do you know anyone that has had the virus? No. No, yeah, I've got... Do you? Yeah, my, my, my buddy Mark Harrison, he, uh, I worked with him in China, and he was, he was living with me, I think he lived with me for about a month and a half. Uh, a couple of years ago, he came. Where is he now? He's in Toronto at a folks' house okay. in, in Toronto. He was in Colombia at the time, maybe like a month and a half ago, and then so mm-hmm. he, he flew back because that was the uh, decree or whatever from the government for for Canadians to come home. And he, he oh, was, you mean when Trudeau looked directly into the camera and said, "If you if you are abroad, we need you to come home that now." Was it. That, was a, that? Yeah, that was yeah. a good impression. And then he, he said that he had a layover in Atlanta and then he got home and he was like yeah. super sick the next day. And then he was better mm. and he was like bedridden. But he, he actually got a test? Yeah, he got a test and then yeah, he was positive. Right, 
but he's right. uh, he's yeah. fine now. He, he's posting all this stuff. He's out running and he's doing his workouts and he's healthy. So Fuck the world is oyster. He can just fucking go on a world cruise right now. I know. I'm, like, I'm super That'd jealous nice. of him. Like, wouldn't that be a cool feeling? Where <laughs> apparently. Uh, fat. Apparently in China, there's like a, uh, like, and, and they were talking about how if there are people that have had it or like have mm-hmm. proven some sort of immunity, like, mm-hmm. we, like wearing some sort of demarcation, like an armband or something like that. But then they talked about oh, like, like the Jews in basically, 1939. Yeah, basically. Except in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. Here's the good one. Yeah, I these mean, are the good sorry, ones. That's not what I mean. Be, that's not what I mean. Be, yeah. Feel free to go close to these people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, the Star of David didn't work wow. the same way. But uh, no, but uh, but then they they talked about that being problematic because they like people could could transfer like borrow someone's armband or or whatever. Um, so, it's like, so it's like to get VIP in the club. Like, totally. Exactly. <laughs> like get into the grocery store earlier because you've already, yeah. Yeah, like, right. sl- like sliding that, that, that wristband on. But then, uh, but so, so like that was an issue. Then they said that in China, if they've, mm-hmm. if they've like, um, there's, there, there's a QR code you can get on your phone. And uh, so that if you've had it and are now mm-hmm. uh, whatever immune to it. Oh, uh, yeah. And then you got to scan your QR code to like get on the subway, or say it's the yeah, subway, sh- or show it to the Gestapo. Show it to the Gestapo. Exactly, but then that brings up issues huh. of, of like data. Like in China, they obviously are very controlled by the government, and they don't seem to either mind or know about it. But uh, right, so they know which subway train you got on, exactly. which bus you got on, exactly, yeah. and they just know. Okay, well, your what's what's your take on the uh, on the China reporting? On the China so, reporting, like yeah, the I, reporting of the COVID, like I'm, you know, I'm not obviously asked. they're 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 only going to show you like favorable stuff, and you know, but it wasn't good in the beginning. But I yeah, mean, I don't. Know, like, yeah, what, what's your take? I think it's severely underreported. Like, it, but that's sort By of how much? Oh, like they're they're reporting ten percent. They're reporting fifty percent. Maybe fifty. Maybe, yeah, my guess would yeah. be fifty. But I also like. Yeah. I think that they like it's not in their best interests. I don't think they're as like, uh, um, like evil as everyone mm-hmm. sort of plays them out to be. Where it's like, oh, they're so bad. They haven't reported this. They, like they've always mm-hmm. been like that, and they've always yeah. So it's the and I don't think that they necessarily want people to to be infected or get sick. So I think that they're like, yeah. it's not like as evil, but. <laughs> Except those Muslims they have up north in those concentration camps. Those right? ones have got to go. <laughs> yeah. All the COVID. Up the yeah. road. What is it? How do you pronounce it? Anyway. Um, yeah, but I guess I guess on the China thing too, it's, 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 it, say it is a consistent underreporting. I guess it's kind of more about the trend at that point, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously, like you know, they they took probably the most extreme measures to control it. You yes. know, in terms of like you know, for us, like if I got it. And uh-huh. your buddy in Toronto got it, like he can go home, right? Like right. I'd say, like all right, even if I had to go to the hospital or I felt like I needed to get a test, and when I got the test, like they're not like I can go home after I get the test, and I could infect whomever else is in my family cluster. Like obviously, at this point it'd be Ava, Margarita, mm-hmm. whatever, because they're not going to control it. I'm not going to give it to them. But in China, like if you got it, you weren't allowed to go home. They were they were eliminating the family cluster 
Um, That's another right. level. Yeah. Right. Like, cause, cause for us, because I mean, we're, I, I mean, I think we're as my family's as immediate families as, as strict as anybody's, you know, but there, I, and I know lots of people and who kind of have like extended people within their quarantine group. Right. You yeah. know, like, and whatever, right. Let's say you have young kids, like you're maybe it's grandma and grandpa or brother and sister or whatever it is. So maybe there's five or six or seven people. And then as soon as you start getting more and more people like that, then there's just more chance that they're going to go out and do something right. Totally. You know, to spread it. Yeah. And or so again, and if, if I got it and I had five people living in my home, I could, I have to go home. Like I'm, I'm out of the hospital. I got to go home and I could potentially spread it within my family cluster, but that didn't happen in China. Mm-hmm. You weren't allowed to go home. So, so, so I, again, I think it's more about the, the way, like you look at the Wuhan trend, like the trend, like they, they, they clipped it and they went way down and, you know, it kind of became like a pseudo success story. Right. Yes. So again, at the end of the day, even if, even if it was double, it's double across the board. So the peak was double, but the response was also doubled yeah. and it's still, they still trended in the right direction, I guess. So yeah, it's it's a China. Really, really good point. And it's going to be very mm-hmm. interesting to uh, watch uh, I think like when like when Wuhan was getting infected, people were like watching, but not Wuhan. Wuhan, yeah, but, Wuhan. but not really. Fuck, like, I, I can't believe yeah. how many times it's like come up and then yeah, it's like yeah, it's crazy. But uh, but uh, but people were watching, not really paying attention. It's more like oh, that's that virus over there. Then it went to yeah. Iran, and it's like still like no one yeah. got too excited. Italy, people started to be like oh, huh. It can happen to mm-hmm. Western societies, but but now, like in the recovery phase, people are going to be paying a lot of attention, and and, and, yeah. like, and like you mentioned with the restaurants and just like because it's unprecedented, it'll sort of I think it'll be beneficial because it hit us a little bit later. We'll be able to watch these strategies of um, of of reintegrating life and uh, yeah. back and and the economy and see like what works and what doesn't. And, um, so, yeah. so yeah, we'll, we'll be watching that closely. That's for sure. David yeah. Chang, David Chang, restaurateur, Momofuku. Yeah, I love that guy. Uh, lots of podcasts, uh, good friends with Bill Simmons. Yep. Uh, great follow on Twitter. Cause he had, he actually re- had reached out to hit on Twitter. Like, Hey, anybody in China or Asia that have started to reopen the restaurants, like, Send me photos. I want to see what's going on. What are you guys doing? Where are you getting your PPE? Where are you? What are the restrictions in terms of employees and getting your products and all that stuff? Hmm. And people like, because he's got obviously a massive following and he's got crazy responses. Vid- photos, videos, sushi restaurants in China, you know, whatever, how they're dealing with it. It's a good follow. Oh, interesting. And, he's, mm-hmm. and his name is David Chang, so they don't think, they're not suspicious of him like they should be. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, he's Korean. He's not Chinese. Uh, yeah. Well, well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, okay. Well, well, let's shift off COVID a little bit and, and, and get into sports. You, uh, yeah. You watched. Um, we'll save the hockey for last. You watched uh, the, the the Netflix doc, uh, The Last Dance. So I did. You saw the first two episodes. What'd you think? Um. Uh, great. Yeah, great. Um, it's kind of weird in Canada, um, just the way the it kind of gets rolled up. Oh, Guinness. Oh, yeah. yeah, we get it a, a day later. It's it's on. Yeah, Saturday. so well, not quite. I mean, I, I guess it comes out like twelve one a.m. on Monday morning our time, but right. um, it comes out like six p.m. whatever on ESPN. 
yes. on Sunday night. So like my, my timelines are just flooded with people posting, obviously short videos of it. And stuff. So it's kind of, you know, I tried I, this time. I didn't, you know, I was really interested. So I kind of followed along. Um, but uh, yeah, so that, that kind of makes it a little bit interesting uh-huh. uh, in terms of it coming out there first and getting a little bit of teasers, but overall, it, yeah, it, it's great. It's it's uh it's really good and I, the kind I mean it's doing a bit of a flashback right you've seen both uh, yeah yeah yep. so it kind of does obviously goes back and forth a little bit and you know like, I'm I'm a little bit older than you I'm, you know one of the maybe one of the older guys in the pool mm-hmm. in Japan I think he's fifty five or something <laughs> um, he looks like he's twenty five but he's oh actually he, yeah. he's actually fifty five years old yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> So, but I, I, I mean, obviously, I don't remember him in university. I mean, no, 84, no. was it? When he came into the league, I think, 84, yeah. 85. I mean, I was six, so I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, you know, really watching that much. I mean, I kind of knew a bit about his, a bit about his uh, uh, you know, obviously, I, the shot that he hit to win. But I didn't really know, like, all the details surrounding it. Like, I didn't know that was his freshman year. And then he, he wasn't really the, the centerpiece on the team then when he hit it. And then, obviously, he, he went on subsequent years to be the player of the year and the NCAA and things like that. So I didn't really know like the order of all that early stuff that went on. And mm-hmm. I definitely didn't know about his early, his early, uh, early bowls career. You know, what do they call him? The, the cocaine circus, the cocaine traveling circus or something. Yeah, you know, that. His laugh when they brought that up was oh, pretty when good. when he brought that up. But, <laughs> but he was laughing and I thought he was going to like, like, like rebu- rebuff it, but he didn't. He was like, "Yeah, that's exactly what it was like," yeah. you know, because they were like doing dingers in the hotel room. Yeah, like, yeah. But he 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 made a point of saying that he wasn't a part of it, but he walked mm-hmm. in and he and he's like, "God no, there's he those guys. Around. They're they're smoking those things over there. Those guys are snorting those things over there, and there's." The women are on that side. The women over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. It's yeah, like, pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty interesting at that time, right? And, um, and he made a point of being like, and I and I wasn't drinking then. <laughs> like, like yeah. It's like he was, it's he was so funny. Like, yeah, watching that. Got over his, yeah. His, the interview with the scotch that he got beside him. Oh, yeah. If you watch the ice melt, I can watch the ice melt. And I know, yeah, it's pretty funny. That's definitely it. Um, yeah, so, no, I, again, that part was interesting. Obviously, the early bull stuff was very interesting. I didn't really know much about that. Mm-hmm. The, the part where he's talking about um, where, where they kind of wanted to shut him down, which is funny now because, I mean, that was 85, right? 85, 86, whatever, in that ballpark, mid-80s. Like now that happens all the time. Load management shut down. So you yes, or so you get like lottery call, but the lottery picks and stuff. But the lottery was brand new then. Yes. The first year of the lottery was like '83 or something. So and there was like, only oh, like yeah, seven we'll, teams we'll in it. And, and there was like, there was so few teams in the NBA. There were like there were seven teams mm-hmm. in the lottery. So like your chances and of- and it wasn't weighted. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it wasn't weighted. It, it was, was like, like here's here's seven envelopes. Like, pick one. You you get the first pick in the draft. Oh Jesus! Or whatever. They should have. Yeah. Lost. So so they're like this, but like when, when he early on, like you know, when he talks about like no, like fuck the game. Like we play the game to win the game, and we play the game. Like, I want to make the playoffs every year, and like I believed it. You know yeah, what I me mean? Too. Like, but now like if LeBron, for instance, would be like he would take a year off, so. You know, yes. if he was kind of injured, he would take the year off, and then he could get the better draft pick, and then he would go in the, again the next year. But yeah. Jordan didn't care. He would rather go, what were they, 30 and 52 and make the eight seed. And then I think he went and scored, like, 200 points in four games against 
Yeah, those against the Celtics. Are, but again, I don't remember that. So it's fine. So for me, it's kind of like the first time. Like I knew, I knew that he had the record for the most points at the time, which I think's been broken now. But um, at the time, record for the most points in the playoff, in a playoff game, and that sort of thing. But again, I, you know, for me, it was kind of like watching it for the first time. Yeah, me so too. So I thought it was really interesting. So yeah. I thought I'm looking forward to the rest because I think it'll just kind of get more and more, you know, stuff that I remember happening. Yes. Yeah. So totally. And I like like uh, the second episode. They spend a lot of time on Scottie Pippen and 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 Mm -hmm. going into that saga. With that that contract is just fucking phenomenal. When they said it the first time, I was like, I think I misheard that. Seven years, eighteen million, and he was like top five player in the the league. That is so low. And then I remember the Scotty like Scotty Pippen being like uh, um, upset. I remember him being like known as like a bit of a baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, well, that must have been the last year. Yeah, there was one. Did, did, I think there was one. I think it was after Jordan left, but there was like a series where, or, or like uh, there was a play called like for a last shot, and he didn't. It wasn't designed to go to him, and like he wouldn't go on the court or something. Like he refused to go out. So I knew there was like this Scotty Pippen like kind of a whiner baby thing, but mm. didn't know about. Or I did like either at the time I I wasn't aware of the contract and aware yeah. of the backstory of them trying to trade him so that was kind of cool to hear all that stuff too that was that, yeah that was interesting real interesting yeah good stuff good, good yeah good stuff on old Netflix um mm-hmm. what do you think okay so uh question from uh who asked this one uh I think it was Co- yeah this is from Cody. Okay, so so uh, shifting a little bit closer to uh, the NHL here. If you were commissioner, if you were commissioner, Cody wants to know uh, how would you? What would be your design of like of having the 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 NHL return or conclude or start again? Sort of. What would you do? Interesting. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean. I guess at this point, probably like the prudent thing to do would probably just to be wipe it. Probably just cancel. Well, I mean, I guess again, the, the question in the lens of you know maybe we're like two months away from sports starting. Like at that point, like I think you just kind of just you know take their losses and just start the whole season over. You know, start over next year, and this would just be like a, a so, blank season. So, so you so you would just wipe this? I think that's the easiest. That that kind yeah. of that, that makes the most sense to me, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it looks like they're looking to make whatever efforts they can to conclude. This yeah. Year. So obviously, obviously they would they would give it a try. I do think. I mean, part of the some of the hoops they're gonna have to jump through at this point. I mean, even if like they even if like today every every stadium was allowed to reopen across all the mm-hmm. countries. Juris, you know, states, provinces, municipalities, mm-hmm. you know, all these different jurisdictions. I mean, they all kind of have to be aligned on some level, unless they did some sort of like, you know, pick pick a pick a state or an area that has like a half a dozen stadiums within, you know, a few blocks, which is kind of what baseball is looking at doing, right? Maybe yeah. around like you know, yeah, in Arizona or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if they were doing something like that and like quarantine the players. Then yes, you could probably pull something off, um, and. And uh, I, I guess if that were to happen, mm-hmm. um, the, the issue there is like you're still 
Like, you still have to, like, like, like there's play, like, all the Europeans, mostly European players and stuff, like, have gone back to Europe mm-hmm. as well. So, like, how does that work? You know, like, like okay, so if those players come back to Canada, like, do they have to self-quarantine or they go to the, the neutral site that's, say, Las Vegas, so they're going to do all the, the quarantining there and just... first thing you said and just scrapped it and tried to start fresh in in uh, mm-hmm. September October would mm-hmm. the, would the TV would TSN and, and Sportsnet and of the world would they get mm-hmm. money back or like like if they've paid for whatever an 82 game package plus, I don't think so. plus playoffs no I don't think so man I don't think so yeah they might be a insurance some sort of insurance thing going on there I don't know I don't know either but yeah, I was thinking that like uh, like the neutral site games would be good. But then the like the idea of 
these players like quarantining throughout this entire thing and, and just mm-hmm. just like being with their own team I I, yeah. I I I don't know in practice how down the guys would be for that and then no I don't think so well you, you think, think you'd be able to pro- if you were staying in a hotel in Vegas a suite in Vegas like you're probably having family or something yeah. it's not like you're like staying away from your family or whatever but um, but uh, like, and, and they yeah, can do the, it's like, not it's not ideal they can do hopefully by by that time they've got like the uh, I don't want it like like I'm gonna call them instant tests but like where where they could test someone yeah fifteen like, minute test fifteen minute test so so like they wouldn't have to wait the two weeks if they came back from Europe you could test them every day so it could be it could do something okay but well, what happens what happens if fucking the guy the, your number two defenseman gets it then what. Yeah. Or he has it. We passed and he's got it. Oh, fuck. Now, oh, like, fuck. He's been, he just spat in the other guy's face last game and he's been, sh- gave the guy a hand drop in the shower. That would be it. You know what I mean? Like, that would be the like, nightmare. So then what? Then that whole team has to. And then the whole team is done and then it's the, well, that's sort of what happened well, in, in the NBA. Yeah. Like at first, they right. can't, they yeah. canceled that first game because they saw that a player had it. And then it was mm-hmm. like, we can't let, him go out and play against these other guys. Yeah. Well, no, a ref, a ref was a ref had done his game the day before, and then he was doing this game, and yes. then so yeah. like you, so if someone gets it in the middle of it coming back, uh, that mm-hmm. could that could fucking just really throw a wrench in everything, and then we're really fucked. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yes. I was talking to I was talking to a colleague today, and his brother is an ex NHLer. Oh, may or may or may not him. He's a, still a involved in the San Jose Sharks organization. What's his name? Scott Hannon. Oh, yeah. Yep, Scott Hannon. Right, Chris Hannon. And today... He was on Team he Canada. That, he told me that he's, he thinks it's done. Oh, really? His brother thinks it's done. So, Don't And he's kind of involved. He, he kind of still works with the Sharks. He lives in the San Jose area, so he... Uh, oh, interesting. He kind of just does some work with the Sharks. So he's, he's as plugged in as anyone I know. So definitely more than you. In- so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, does he have a podcast with 14 fucking dedicated <laughs> listeners? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come on. Um, okay, well, uh, sort of uh, shifting a little bit towards... Oh, well, hold on. One more okay. thing on oh, that. Yeah, I want to talk with the NHL a little bit more. Yeah, Today, yeah. didn't they announce that they're, they're, trying to, they're trying to do the draft? They're getting N- NFL envy, in my opinion, and they want to do the draft next month in advance of any potential opening the end of this season. Did you see that? No, I didn't, but that's interesting. I was wondering what they were going to do with, with the draft. So they just do the draft. Yeah. But then how do they determine the order? Exactly. So, they, so that, but, there, but there's, there's, it's obviously been leaked somehow. They might even, the NHL, the might have leaked it to certain people to like, maybe even gauge it. Feel it feel out. Like, yeah. You know, public totally. perception of it is. But, but yeah, no, it, they're, they're trying to, I, they're planning it because they want to, they want to kind of, like the NFL is kind of tomorrow's the draft and they want to you know capture the captivated audience. Right? Yeah. Like the NFL they want to be the center of attention. Like oh, everyone wants to totally. see the you know who the next fucking center of you know the yeah. Ottawa center is going to be or whatever first first pick overall. But mm-hmm. um, but obviously like you know they're also a bit we're missing the point here too, right? Like you know how do you deal with like conditional trades and stuff like that, right? Like, doesn't, oh, right. doesn't Canucks yeah. have a conditional trade with the Devils? 
I think, well, with Tampa. If they, if they make the playoffs or they don't make the playoffs, I think like Tampa, happens, how easy yeah. If we don't know that, then how can we do it? Tampa traded, we traded a conditional pick to Tampa to mm-hmm. get JT Miller. And then I think Tampa flipped that to Jersey for Blake Coleman. So, yeah. There you go. So, it's, so if we don't make the playoffs, it becomes this and whatever. Exactly. So like, how does that work if you don't draft before the potential return of the season? And anyway, I think it's, it's probably ridiculous. It's probably unlikely to happen. Plus, nobody cares about the NHL draft as much. Right? Well, Only people care about the first few picks, right? Because like, they they're not going to play in the league for a year or two anyway. Right? That's so. probably what the NHL is thinking, though, is that like with nothing else to watch, like even yes. like, there's, people, you get there's mm-hmm. guys here that are like casual football fans that would not normally watch the NFL draft that will be glued to it tomorrow. So right. they're, maybe they're thinking that that'll – you know, work for hockey, yeah. and then maybe then they're more invested in the long run. It's like, oh, I remember yeah. when he was drafted during the COVID thing, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, that, yeah, yeah that, not a terrible uh, idea, but I think, I don't know, I don't know, it's kind of the same What That's else would it. happen? We're going to talk a little bit about free agents on your fantasy team in a sec, but mm. but what would happen, like, with the free agents? Like, say they, they did delay it to a July start or an August start or whatever. Mm. What happens mm. to those free agents that are, UFAs on July 1st. Like they- yeah, obviously they would have to push that back. But but if you were playing on a basically a contract that has already expired, yeah. Like and say you're like say you're like at the twilight of your career, like why would you go out there and risk blowing a blowing an ACL and never getting another contract, right? Where like you're like my contract's done already, like fuck yeah. you kind of thing, right? Exactly. So there's obviously going to be a handful. of people or you know a couple dozen players that would be like no i'm not like done like i want to sign another contract i'm, I'm going to become a you know a veteran unrestricted free agent this off season and i want to be able to go sign a two-year ten million dollar deal with two members but there's a chance that you could potentially ruin that by blocking a, a you know a slap shot in the face in the playoffs in this quote-unquote playoffs Mm-hmm. Whatever that looks like in you know August or whatever it is, right? So yeah, yeah that that would definitely be interesting. Oh, yeah, I don't very, know what they do with that. Yeah, well, well, we'll see. Yeah, we got to pay attention mm-hmm. to it. Um, Burke wrote in. Uh, mm-hmm. He he quote. He says, uh, "As we can relate, obviously mm-hmm. a disappointing season for you. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think you need to do to turn your franchise around going forward?" Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Good question. I haven't. I mean, I haven't looked at it in a long, in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not really necessarily in tune with it all. But I, I do feel like I probably I, I've all, I've always done a pretty good job of kind of staying young. And I think I probably start, I probably let myself my team my keepers get a little bit too old mm. at this point. So I probably need to start turning back the clock a little bit. Uh, I'm getting a little worried about my goalie situation. Yeah. So I'm usually very proud of keeping, you know, a, a very good balance between like good players and young players and, you know, goalies and not getting, looking at, you know, getting into a position where, you know, a, my keeper is going to be, you know, yanked permanently for somebody else. But right, I, right, I do right. feel like I'm kind of getting into that position with the goalies a little bit, maybe. Yeah. You, so that's probably it. Yeah, let's talk about your goalies. You've got uh, mm. Braden Holtby and the Colorado mm. Tandem. So Holtby, yeah. speaking of free agents, mm-hmm. uh, he is uh, he's he's not signed past the end of this year. 
So mm-hmm. he, he's set to be a UFA. So so that'll yeah. be interesting. Like, do you think he'll re-sign in Washington, or do you think he'll go elsewhere? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it would kind of really depended on what kind of happened this year, right? I mean, you know, um, you know, Washington's, you know, because now they, they won that cup or whatever, like, you know, it didn't really matter necessarily how they were doing during the regular season, right? So yeah. it would have really been interesting to see, like, who was getting the starts in the playoffs, totally. you know, to see how they actually felt about him. But without that, like, I mean, he also just got six months older if this season wipes, you know, at the snap of the fingers by puck drop next year. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I would have to say, I, I would think they would, yeah, I, I don't know. They re-signed Backstrom. Backstrom was going to be a free agent as well. And then right. mid-year, yep. they, they, they locked him up long-term. Mm-hmm. So that might have been part of their you know free agent budget. And with the younger goalie, I think, I imagine Braden Holpe's somewhere else. And, and, and they just ride Samson off. But, I mean, he's still... Still he would good. still he would still likely be the starter yes. almost wherever he goes next year, right? Like he's not, so. gonna, he's not gonna sign a deal to, to be a to be guaranteed to be a backup. No. I mean I think he's also but he's also kind of at the point of his career and the way the NHL's going in terms of you know, is there a true starting goalie well, yeah, there's few there's few you know, number of starts teams. anymore anyway? Like, you know, yeah. like I don't know, like is he not destined to start? 50 to 55 games for the rest of his career anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I think maybe that's kind of the best he could hope for regardless anyway. Um, but that doesn't mean he couldn't sign with, like, a really good team. That's true. You know? Probably I, not as good know, as Washington. So, like, he'll probably, be yeah. down, he'll probably be downgraded a little bit. But um, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, depending. probably. But uh, what about the the Colorado guys, Grubauer and, and, and Frank? Is it Frank Sues or Frank Coes? I don't even know how you say it. How do you say it? Frank Coos. Frank Coos. Frank Coos. So, yeah, Grubauer, you had both. Both played really well all year. Grubauer got hurt down the stretch. And then Frank Coos was in there quite a bit and played really well. Like right until the league shut down. So, maybe, would you consider keeping both Colorado goalies? Now, well, there was actually, I had a bit of a fantasy when the league was going full steam ahead that, you know, maybe there's not an opportunity in the offseason to, to move Frank Coos mm. for somebody. So I, I kind of saw that as a potential. And then I don't think necessarily it would have been like, he would say like on another team as a starter, like wouldn't he have been keeper potential? No, but he might have added some trade value potentially. Um, but I, I mean, keeping two goalies on the same team, I I don't know. Have I done that before? I don't even know. I did it but once. I, I did it once with Nashville. I, I don't think it's... I think you do it only if you were really desperate to do it. You know, I think you'd rather keep, like, a really good left winger than keep, like, the second goalie in a back of 10. Because that's... Yeah, that, probably. If, if you're keeping both, they're basically probably in, like, a... Like a what? Like a 60-40 split or, a, you know, a 55-45 split anyway. Yeah. And then, in that case, nobody else is going to draft him. Yeah, it's probably like, for the first two or three rounds anyway. So you could probably you know? so you're, you're rolling the dice by letting him go out there because maybe if somebody really likes him or you know is like, man, Frank Cruz is definitely going to win this job. Uh-huh. I'm going to take him to the second round, right? In a fantasy draft, like maybe that would happen, but but you're kind of better off keeping another position maybe at that point and then kind of scoop him up in the second or third round to lock up both goalies. But probably again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, speaking of your uh, forwards, um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, we've got, uh, or, no, yeah, so you've got, okay, Marner, I sort of mm-hmm. took, uh, potential keepers for you. So mm-hmm. I want, so I want you to pick four of these guys because you're likely going to keep four of them. Marner, yeah. Besser, Kreider, uh, Goudreau, Monahan, Fiala. Who was the second one? Uh, Marner, Besser, yeah. Kreider, Goudreau, mm-hmm. Monahan, Fiala, and Teravainen. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. have some potential for keeperness. Sort of Fiala sort of has really sort of uh, been good since going to Minnesota, but uh, might be a little bit of a flash in the pan. Who knows? Goudreau, Monaghan, you've had for a long time. Marner uh, and, and, and Besser you've kept previously. Kreider had an incredible mm-hmm. year before he got hurt at the end there with the mm-hmm. Rangers, and he just re-signed. And Teravina mm-hmm. is looking good in Carolina. Where are you leaning mm-hmm. for, your, uh, for your keepers there? Um, well, I think... Marner Besser would be no brainers. Mm-hmm. And on anybody's team, I think I just went Besser. I don't know. Like it, you know, he needs to have a full healthy season, I think. But um, but definitely Marner could grow. So those three would be like locks, I think. And then yeah. after that, it's kind of like a bit of a position crapshoot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I drafted Teravine in, in the first round of last draft, I believe. Yep. Which, I mean, when you look at it like that, you're hoping that every first-round draft pick in your fantasy draft you're keeping the following year, right? In a 17-keeper league. So, um, not like that would sway my decision, but I do feel like he's probably he's probably earned it. I think, you know, he's younger. He still has too. left-wing, right-wing. Yep. Yeah, position. all those guys you're saying are in their mid-20s. Like, Fiala's actually like 27, I think. Is he? Like, he's kind of had a little bit of like a late, Late bloom there, so yeah. Um, and then those guys, third. those guys, are, the rest of those guys are waiver wire pickups. I picked up Kreider on waiver wire, wow. Yala waiver wire, right? So those guys are just like would be would be kind of bonus. So, um, so yeah, that's probably the way I'd go without getting without actually making the decision. But I think the top three there are pretty are pretty set in okay. terms of keepers. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. All right. Well, mm-hmm. well, God, we, we've uh, we've run almost an hour here, Simon. Um, so, so uh, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, okay. But, but uh, first, um, we we've got an ad from our sponsor. Um, okay. This week's podcast is brought to you by Blueprint, one of uh, one of the largest lifestyle concert and event companies in Western Canada, dedicated to providing the best in entertainment. With, with Blueprint, the entertainment experience truly begins at the ticket and extends through every aspect, including service, music, food, and beverage, talent, and events. The management group, including you, is built on a strong foundation of skilled staff that are leaders in their field of expertise. With a relentless focus on current and upcoming trends and an unparalleled passion for detail, Blueprint's goal is to, con- to continue producing the best in entertainment and lifestyle culture in Vancouver and beyond. Thanks, Blueprint. So, where the fuck uh, you get that from? What? Oh, good. Where do you get that? That's part of the. Uh, hey, that's, that's when uh, when I signed that that marketing deal uh, 
with uh, Bill and Chris Carasiotis. They, you know, that, that's that was the website. How come that, that garbage is on the website? <laughs> There's so many errors in it. I don't know who wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I had to edit it before reading it. I was like, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh but, but yeah that's great stuff good to touch on the covid stuff good to talk to you and uh, nice to get the fantasy update so um hey you you stay safe and take care <laughs> <Bye-bye>. <laughs> we go